In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm Director of Ministry for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, uh, we have a very special person with us today. As a matter of fact, our guest today was born, raised, and trained as a gymnast for the communist regime in Romania in the 1970s and 80s. Listen to this one. When her Romanian troupe was performing with Ringling Brothers Circus in the U.S., she defected to the U.S. Now think about this. She was 15 years old, traumatized by her years of rigid training and separation from her family, alone and with no knowledge of the language or the culture of the United States. (laughs) Sounds kind of scary to me. The good news is that God loves us and her so much that people of faith guided and cared for our guest as her simple childlike faith matured, and she understood for herself that Jesus was the one who had always been by her side. And guess what? We want to talk about that, and of course, you know the drill. Of course, here to get us started to introduce our guest for the day, my good friend, my co-host, my buddy, good news for the city, co-host, Pastor Brian Bales, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Asheville, Virginia. Dude! It's good to see you, man. God bless you. Love you, man. Thank you very much. It's good to see you as well. You know, longtime listeners of the show, Dennis, and, and we have many of them, and we're grateful that they've hung with us over the last several Amen. years as, as we tell the good news of the gospel story that's happening here in the Washington metro area. They understand that what's unique about our show is that we are the only show on Christian radio in the Washington metro area that tells stories uh, about local people or local ways that people in the Washington metro area can get involved. And from time to time, as we tell those stories, I've just kind of begin to call them in my own way. I don't know that Dennis, you and I've ever decided to to entitle this type of show, but for me, I just kind of call it stories of grace and good news of the gospel. We bring people on who live locally here in the Washington metro area, that the story of God's goodness, the story of God's grace in their life and how impactful it is, is something that we believe that people need to hear because so many times the way that we hear about the good news of the hope of the gospel is through the stories of other people like you, like me, like our guest Juana today about how God has worked in their life and done amazing things. And so I'm always glad when we have moments like today to share that story and want to thank you for being here. You know, uh, Dennis, told people a lot about who you are and what you do. I mean, at age 15, 1987, I guess I gave your age away a little bit, but the good news is you're still younger than me and Dennis for sure. And um, (laughs) Dude, you did not have to say that, man. Well, I mean, I I celebrated the 5-0 this year and I'm just kind of getting used to my mortality lately, but uh, you know, you were assigned a guardian, a Catholic priest, and with his help, you learned English. And not just you learn English. Here's the thing. It, it's one thing to get by. It's one thing to really thrive. And I don't know if that's part of your personality, part of your background, but 
graduating first in your high school class isn't easy, no matter what your background is. But when you are coming over at the age of 15 and you're learning English and those types of things, it's got to be additionally challenging. But you went on from there. In 1995, you completed a BS in physical therapy from Russell Sage College and a doctor of physical therapy degree from Des Moines University in 2012. And then eventually in 2013, you opened your own physical therapy practice, fitness and rehab in Fairfax. And I think one of the things I love about, as I was reading about you, is that part of your goal is to treat people with the love and care that God has so generously lavished on you. And it, it's really interesting. You know, we, we read sections of scripture that God works things together. And we'll talk about it in a moment that your background and your experience, God has redeemed. And it's really helped you then speak into the people that you're able to serve and to provide help to each individual and to pursue them. Uh, and so I, I love that you have a husband, two children. That's awesome. Uh, but just thank you for coming and being a part of, I didn't give your last name. It's Juana Balassa. And uh, we're going to talk more about your story today and people just right now, they can find out more about uh, where you work and what you've established at www.farclinic.com. That's F-A-R-clinic.com. Thanks for being with us this time. Thank you, Brian. I, I appreciate for the opportunity to share this with oh, you. Well, thank you. Yes. You know, we all have our own backgrounds and experiences that motivate us. Um, and so when we hear your story, just briefly from the biography, there had to be moments and things that prompted you. But it's one thing to sort of leave a house and move to a different place. It's a whole other thing to leave literally everything except for whatever you brought and could sneak out um, in 1987 that you brought to the United States with you. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. What prompted you to, to make such a massive decision like that? Yes, um, at that time, um, I was touring with the circus and there was gonna be a day when my tour was over. So for about eight months, I, I thought about what I was gonna do at the end. Um, mm. So there were three things that prompted me to decide to stay here in the fact. And that was that um, I wanted to have a better life uh, and a better future. Whereas in Romania, it was tough. Um, mm -hmm. it was tough. And then I wanted to be free. I, I had a, a challenging childhood. So I wanted to be free of that hardship. And, uh, and I knew that if I stayed here, I could actually help my family. Whereas if I went there, I probably wouldn't have. Um, but the nice thing is that was then, that's what I decided to do then at 15, but now I understand it differently. Um, mm. I understand that the, the, the better life is really the life of Christ Amen. and, Amen. and the better future is really to be in his kingdom. And in order to help my family, um, I realized that it would, it's not what I thought I would help them with, which was yeah. just a package and some money, but it was to help more than physical, just more into the soul. So I love that. I, I love that part of the story because I think oftentimes in our lives, looking backwards, you know, the hindsight is 2020 statement that people yeah. throw around. It is so clear how God has been using his sovereign hand to do things in amazing ways that while we're in the middle of it, we had no idea that's what he was doing, but he was working things better. Now, you know, you were probably, I would say, I think I can go out on a limb and say this, Dennis, an exceptional 15-year-old. I think we think yes. a lot about 15-year-olds yes. now and uh, where they are in life. I happen to have a 15-year-old in my home, and I believe she is exceptional. Uh, but 
I, I don't know that she has the background or any of those sort of things to have the courage to completely change her path of life on her own in the middle of that. For you, how did you have the courage to just completely make this change? So courage is to, to be able to do something that's frightening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so courage was not something I just picked up at the time. Uh, it was something I exercised daily or often through my life, through the childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so on a daily basis, I needed courage to get on, on that beam and do the thing that was so frightening to do. Uh, day after day. And so there were so many experiences in my life that it just built and exercised courage. Now, what I like to say is that um, those difficult situations where I required courage, it taught me to think instead of the frightening situation, my mind would shift into, okay, I have to do this and this and this. So when a situation comes or came at that time, Mm -hmm. My mind was not focused on the frightening, although that was very real and that was very frightening. Uh, but my mind was shifted on this is what I have to do. And that's, yeah. that's what I did. Well, is it true, by the way, may I ask, isn't that little balance being like four inches wide? Yes, it is. My friend, that would be like crossing the Red Sea to me, man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so God bless your heart, my friend. <laughs> and, and I love, I love one of what you're doing here. You're explaining a, a process that maybe you don't even know how God was using. I and mean, if we look in the Bible, we talk about eventually Abraham uh, was willing to offer up Isaac, but that courage didn't come in a vacuum. You see many little steps yes, yes. Uh, throughout there, and it's such a, a great reminder of that. Now, once you took that step, uh, you've alluded to some challenges, certainly, and. You know, now you have to navigate life as a 15-year-old in a country that you're not from, uh, with people that you do not know. How did God guide you and bring people along beside you um, to help you and to provide what you needed? Yeah, that, that was hard. That was a difficult time in my life. Well, every situation is difficult in its own time for all mm. of us, right? Yeah. Um, but I felt... Um, I felt lonely, so lonely. Um, I felt like I just didn't belong. Um, I felt like I, I just, nobody understood me. I mean, I couldn't speak the language. Mm-hmm. Um, I also felt like I was out of my elements. I used to train, compete, perform. Uh, and now all that was behind. Um, so as I think of that now, um, you know, that back then it was, the hard part, which was very, very difficult. Um, but now, as I think of it, is just imagine Jesus, God having made the world and uh, coming to the world, and then um, they didn't receive him. They didn't. Um, uh, so, and and they didn't treat him well either. I at least he brought people mm-hmm. in my life that really were really nice to me, but he came here. Um, and he, um, he wasn't received and he was, uh, treated to the point of being killed for us. Yeah. I, I love that reminder. Scripture often tells us that we do not have a high priest in the book of Hebrews and it's talking about Jesus that yeah. doesn't know how to relate to us, yes. uh, is the words they use different words, but that's basically the bottom line because he's been through so much and that has to be unbelievably comforting. I know it is for me in my scenarios, uh, but also just the way that you expose the reality that 
he himself knew what it was like. Uh, And that had to be so encouraging, but that had to be something that you arrived at. It wasn't something that you just instinctively knew, obviously. So what was some of your early experiences um, when it came to faith in Jesus Christ? And how did you, for you, come to realize that, as you mentioned earlier on, that you know, you coming and doing this, God had a bigger plan. And that was for the salvation of your life and uh, eternity, not necessarily about some other good things like providing for your family, uh, but he had greater things in store for you. Yes. Um, So as a little kid in Romania, it was communist and, um, you know, faith wasn't encouraged. And um, so I, I just knew that God was the creator of the world and that he heard and he saw everything. Mm -hmm. So I kind of walked with knowing that. And I talked to him as a little girl all the time. And um, when I was seven, I was again, lonely because I lived in a dorm in gymnastics. Um, And I I said, I'm all alone. My family's not with me. I'm just all alone. And, um, and that's when I felt in my being that he says, you're not alone. I am with you always. Hmm. And so that was my faith. And then I grew to know that not only was he over seeing everything, but he was besides me all the time. And then uh, at 17, when I grew, uh, when I came to church here in the States, um, I realized that as I was reading his words, that he was in front of me, guiding me. And so then as I was telling my story of how I defected, I realized Oh, he was also protecting and watching over me. Um, but there was something still missing. But that was my faith as a little kid. Yeah. I, I grew too much I love what you're bringing to the forefront again. And I know I keep saying I love what you're saying, but it's true. I'm not just repeating it because it's something to say. It's reminding you again of another section of scripture that the Bible talks about, that the heavens declare the glory of God. This idea that one yes. way or another, even in the midst of a communist country that would want to shut down uh, the, yes. the thought of faith, the thought of not just an all-knowing, all-powerful God of the universe, but a personal loving God of the universe, that he still breaks through. And for yes. you, uh, you know, at seven, that began that process. At 17, it became more of reality. You know, you've alluded to this a few times already about how God uh, takes a moment that we thought was supposed to be one way or thought was going another particular way. And he does something else with it. It was a, a famous verse um, that maybe many of our listeners know from the book of Romans chapter eight, verse 28. I, I've jokingly over the years, Juana, I've called this the theological example of God can take our lemons mm-hmm. and make lemonade, right? Yes, it says this, that God works to, for good, all these things that happen together for those who are called. Now, verse 29 defines what the good is to make us more like Jesus. Mm. So it doesn't mean that all the things that he works together feels good or that we have to, to say all the difficulties and the challenges. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that, that we have to look at our past, look at our moment and say, Oh, those were good things. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's that God can take even the bad things, the horrible things, the things the enemy meant to harm us. And he can reform them in such a way that really is another miracle. And for you, you've already shared us some examples uh, that led you some some deeper faith um, about how God would show you, I think about one thing, but another, but I want to dig into those a little bit more if we can talk yes. about some of those uh, moments where um, God took this idea of, we thought it was one way, maybe isolation, but then leading to other human relationships and, and helping you understand the joy of God's presence and, and other things like that. 
Right. Um, yeah, if I look back, you know, it's always easier to see things looking back. Yeah. Um, but if I look back, being separated from my family, um, that was hard and, and it wasn't pleasant. Mm-hmm. But um, I was together with my friends because we lived in a dorm and we shared everything, including the joys and the sorrows. So I grew to bond and have these a taste of relationship. It wasn't yes. with my family, but it was with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that brings me to I love my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was the then it was the training that was very difficult. You know, every day you push your body to the limit, but it's not just the body; it's the emotions, the mental. It's just a hardship, a hardship. And so, as as you do that, you learn to persevere, and then you get to taste. You practice, mm-hmm. and then you get to taste the benefits too. I mean, you get to compete and you do well, so then you get strong. And so now I look at life not just the flesh, but in the spirit, I realize, you know, there's a, there's an exercise, a training, and there's a benefit to it. So if we can, if I can shift my mind to realize God is doing something good uh, in all situations, then um, it it helps me to persevere through, through what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting that you've already mentioned how, um, you know, Jesus can relate to you because he came to this earth and he was, you know, you didn't use these terms. I'm using these terms, a bit of fish out of water. If you can be that as the God of the universe taking on human flesh. Uh, But also it's interesting um, that God is now also taking so many things that you've been through. Um, I can't, I can't imagine even as a, as a 15 year old, the amount of wear and tear that had to occur on your physical body because of the intense training uh, and being pushed and the amount that you worked every day, day in and day out. Now, uh, typically a day, if you can, I didn't even think to ask this question about how long would you train in a typical day? So it was seven hours, no, seven days a week for five hours a day. Yeah. So it was a full-time job of training, right? It's a full-time job of training and, and all the things uh, that came with it. And so that intense training, eventually now God has you in a place where you're in a career in physical therapy. That has to be unbelievably helpful. I think number one, you mentioned as you, you don't talk to the God of the universe, Jesus, who doesn't understand where you've been and what you're going through. And now your patients are going through stuff and, and you know where they've been and what they're going through. Yeah, Brian, I like what you said. So God, you know, Jesus understands us, but I've grown to see that our life helps us to understand him better. Yeah. And for me, that's very profound. Uh, you know, I've always been encouraged by him understanding me because I felt like, oh, he's the only one who, who gets me. Um, but now for me to grow to understand him, his sacrifice for me, that is something that just kind of melts my heart and strengthens it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, with patients now, you know, when I see a patient coming in and say, oh, my hip hurts, for me, I can relate. I can relate with, okay, so there's hip pain or problem limitation but besides the hip there's that person and Mm -hmm. that person is struggling not just with the hip but they can't put their shoes on or they can't do their sport um but then perhaps and most likely their mind is troubled too because they say what am i gonna do what if i can't move or do Mm -hmm. so i can relate to them and i can encourage i can motivate 
Um, but what I like is that I know that physical problems are not limited to physical. Mm. Uh, and we all have, and this is what I see a lot with my patients and um, maybe because I've been through it, but it's the soul inside. And if that wears out and becomes empty, um, that's where that's where the biggest problem is or the biggest need is. Um, so, yes, um, I think that God helps. He understands us. And then through our situations, we can better understand him and appreciate what he's done for us. And yeah. we can do that with others too, or to others. And that has to be really uh, an amazing opportunity to allow your faith to reflect um, into your physical therapy, but for therapy, but to help people that there, there's something beyond the physical going on and why this also matters as well, right? Yes, yes. You know, I can't help a person and limits my, my, my faith or put it aside. So um, for me, when I see people, uh, I look at what they need. And if they, um, my faith just spills over. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage them in as a whole um, with when I, when I interact with them. Yeah. Reminds me, Brian, of the, the pastoral epistles a bit, man, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we train our body and Awana mm -hmm. is, you know, she's trained her body and I'll bet you're a very disciplined spiritual person because of that as well. And so, you know, that yeah. I think that's very cool because those work so well together. Yes. You know, it's interesting, Dennis and Juana, uh, have we talked about how God has a plan and he works it together. Um, little did anyone know that the actual section of scripture I'm preaching on this Sunday at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn is that section of scripture from Timothy where it talks about to train yeah. ourselves, to yeah. discipline ourselves, yeah. that there's this interesting part in our growth. It's our part, it's God's part, and then a plan uh, in that way. And yeah. so Juana, in our last minute or so, one of the things that we like to do is we know that people listen to this show a lot and, and they want to be encouraged and your story has encouraged them. I know it's encouraged me. Is there something else as we close that you'd like to encourage our listeners with to trust the Lord with whatever circumstances they're in? Um. Yes, I would like to say, so I've known God as with me, in front of me, behind me, over me, uh, but it wasn't until I realized that that wasn't enough. Um, mm -hmm. My life was, it was feeling heavy, even though I had him with me, but it was feeling heavy and I felt like I need him to give me life. I am dwindling away. So it, that's when I surrendered and I said, God, I'm yours. Take me. And that's when he gave me Jesus's life. Mm. And uh, that's what sustains me now. So I yeah. love my faith. Well, want to thank you for just sharing your story. And I know that many of our listeners right now are like, man, I wanted more. I want more too. And so for more <laughs> about your story, they can check out www.oneheartdc.org. Uh, One Heart DCs, we know with WAVA sponsors to show good news for the city, or if they want to find out a little bit about um, your clinic, Dennis, you can tell us where they can find out more about the clinic and uh, just more about where they could hear the show again if they want, right? Amen. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for being yeah. with us. God bless you. Thank you for sharing. And as Brian said, man, it's, it's just very inspiring to hear this. I'm, yeah, I was thinking, Brian, when you said about the 15-year-old, man, what in the world was I doing when I was 15? There, mm -hmm. There's no way I would have left the comfort of my home. So thank you again. God bless you, folks. Thank hey, you. if you want to get more information, as Brian said, you can go to 
oneheartdc.org. That's oneheartdc.org. You can also hear this again at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. And to get more information about Juana's um, fitness and rehabilitation clinic, that's farclinic.com, F-A-R-clinic.com. And you can get more information about that. And as always, if you want to talk to a real-life person, you can call me at the radio station, 703-807-2266. Folks, thank you so much. Brian, God bless you, buddy. Juana, thank you so much. Uh, Folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.